Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast where we... We shake our ice at you at the beginning of each episode. No. I shook my beer can, but it didn't make a noise. I know. So. I feel like, you know, early days of this podcast, we were like, let us please have alcoholic beverages to make this easier. But now that's not so much of a theme. But today we both happen to have alcoholic beverages. And we're in the same time zone today, we which are, is we are. a unique situation. Um, so oh, do, you, do, do, I, do we not want to blow that up? I mean, no, 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 no. I can. Ex- I'll explain exactly <laughs> okay. how I'm on this time zone because I'm sure at some point it'll become clear. Um, well, but yeah, or I, I feel like not e- post. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I am in the process of moving from apartments between apartments in LA, but was without a home in LA for one month, waiting for the next lease to start. Also, you know, trying to save money but be responsible in these times. So I flew. Um, and I'm currently quarantined in North Carolina. The flight was very sanitary and we were extremely careful. I flew with date 13 um, Delta. Shout out to Delta. Uh, we got a rental car on both ends where you can wipe everything down. And they're also doing really good jobs. And now we're at a little cabin on his dad's um, – at outside of his dad's house so we're not even staying in a house with other people um very fortunate and extremely fortunate um that we're staying in this little cabin in North Carolina and it's so lovely and I feel really fortunate and grateful but I I yeah it was it was also kind of just like hopefully I will be COVID free and quarantined and able to see my dad and brother and it's just been so long which is also just uh, I know a privilege but um I flew so you uh yeah it was not as scary as I thought, but um, I promise you I'm taking this seriously. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I do feel pretty guilty. Listen to me. I mean, you're doing everything you can do to be safe. I think that's just what what we can all do. There are people trouncing around without masks. So, you know, I think that you being extremely responsible and hand sanitizing and wearing masks and flying is, you know, not the problem. It's, <laughs> but, no, it's interesting, though, because I've been kind of the nut, even of my group of friends in L.A. I've been like, well, look at the numbers. I know it feels fine. You know, I've been the nut since day one. Like, why aren't they wearing masks in their cars? Like, true, like too much of a nut, I will say. Um, so it does feel weird to have entered this new phase. But I will say I'm just as vigilant. It, the plane was the the most wild thing I've done, and yet it didn't feel like the riskiest. I feel like. I went for a hike in LA at one point and how close you got to people even with masks on that. And I'm not a scientist. I have no idea which is riskier, but that felt uncomfortable. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm thrilled for us to be on the same time zone (laughs) because we can have a beverage and it's not like, you know, 3 p.m. your time or whatever. So it's nice to be be in the same zone selfishly. it almost feels like when we can record together again, which who knows when will that that will be. I know, but I know it's one step closer to that. <sighs> um, <laughs> well, I was anyway, just thinking. we're thrilled you're here, friends. We are a dating podcast. I know. We Sorry. Are. <laughs> no, not a COVID podcast. I mean, <laughs> hey, guys we we ramble you know sorry it's it's a good it's a, it's what we're about um 
We're a dating podcast. We talk about dating. Today we're doing a rare solo episode with just the two of us. We're going to answer some listener questions. We're going to do some Reddit ships, which is where we read from the Reddit relation from the subreddit from the relationships subreddit some particularly interesting scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple like extremely common qu- one extremely common question we get generally. We're going to do some content consumption. We're going to talk about some some instagram interaction that we had <laughs> shout out to, to our to our pal our pal um, um yeah yeah i think you know if you're hit it all you hit it all if you're new here we often have guests on this is a solo lies and kimmy episode we recently had on nadia from indian matchmaking um we have all sorts of experts and fun people and whoever you all want really uh we also have a secret facebook group if you want to join that where you can ask your juicy questions and you know follow us on instagram at five one first dates pod just doing the business up front i'm still kind of crumbling here feeling like i shouldn't have been on an airplane and people are gonna at me but I don't think we're a big enough podcast for it to be something I can't handle. So, okay. I think that you have been responsible. I am. I am obviously the uh, the the high the benchmark. The what's it called? The <laughs> the judge and jury of this. No. Um. And oh my gosh, there was another piece of business I was going to say. Oh, please check out our Patreon. It is linked below. And here are some great things about it. Number one, we are donating our first $500 we make on Patreon to Feeding America. We're approaching that, but we haven't hit it yet. So if you've been wanting to make a donation to Feeding America to help combat food insecurity, you can just donate to our Patreon any amount that you are able. You don't even necessarily have to listen to our bonus episodes, although you should, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, we're also more than happy to donate to a cause related to Black Lives Matter or the active fight to be an anti-racist or dismantling systems of white supremacy in America. You can just message us on Patreon or email us or any of these things um, and and with a screenshot of your Patreon um, subscription and we're happy to send that donation that way too we did a fundraising drive um in a donation matching drive in may related to those causes around anti-racism and we will do another one um but yeah i just wanted to shout that out and also because we're talking about what are we talking about we're talking about never have i ever we, we just did indian matchmaking we uh do rom-coms we do yeah so we do bonus episodes uh recapping all kind of content that is dating related we're off the chain. We are off the handle. We say anything with no filter. No filter. No weird spirals. Actually, still the weird spirals after sharing something about one's life. Um, and you know what? I we we have to help ourselves from becoming like a faux TV podcast from time to time on this iteration of the podcast. But if you like dating related content and conversations that is what we're doing on the patreon and we're happy to do other things too like really salacious secret stories from our lives we can do more personal apps whatever you want thank you to everyone supporting us there and here and for all the reviews they really really help uh you know getting someone like nadia from indian matchmaking on was very you know the netflix pr people i'm sure felt good about it once they read your reviews so thank you for reviewing us on apple Podcasts, especially when you write a little comment it means the world um yeah i think that's it i think that's it for now oh business ooh, business oh sorry what else can what we else? do can i know we save our tv content for the patreon however well, we have to do a little consumption corner we have to do no we have to do consumption corner but even before that can we do our bachelor five minutes because there was just really oh. large news that 
Dude, it's juicy. Okay, if you guys are new to the pod and you don't know about our Bachelor 5 Minutes, this is what it is. Uh, we give we set a timer and we give ourselves five minutes to talk about bad, the Bachelor Nation. If you're not interested, you can you can we will we will count you in three, two, one, and then you will we will tell you when, and then you can skip forward exactly five minutes and we will be done. We're like just about done. <laughs> we try, Sometimes we'll we need an extra like 10 to 15 seconds to wrap it up. Yeah, did it used um, to be two minutes also? Did I just make it five? <laughs> no, I think we've always known we needed at least five. <laughs> but yeah, the, the content is juicy. Um, okay, do you want to set the timer? <laughs> I'm setting the timer. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Three, two, one. Here we go. All right. So big news. And actually, before I go any further, if you like The Bachelor but you don't like any spoiler, I don't think this counts as a spoiler, but it might. It's tricky. Liza, do you think it is or not? I, don't I know. think it's a spoiler. I mean, it's a it's a it's a rumor about something that might big that might be happening on and around the current season. But so I, if you don't yep. get into rumors and you don't want to know any of that, definitely skip ahead. It's definitely on like E now and all the or entertainment. It's, it's on today. I think it's like official because I think she was spotted on set. Anyways, okay. And she was tweeting today. Okay, oh. we'll, we'll say. say okay. Say, yeah. So basically, if <laughs> basically, <laughs> we're, like, we're so excited. No. Um, Claire Crawley, um, you know, a big deal for having an older bachelorette. They brought her back. There were lots of rumors about her leaving the show, whatever. Apparently, this is the part I, I don't know what actually happened, but she is found love or is leaving the show for some reason. We don't know that, technically. I think it's that she, like, found someone, right? I also heard a rumor that it's because she was really difficult on set and was refusing to show up to things. But then someone else, another person weighed in that was, like, she was refusing to do things she found problematic that Hmm. the producers were asking her to do. I I mean, I hope that's the case, because if so, like, fuck yeah, that's badass. To be like, um, no, I'm not going to say these fucked up things that you're feeding me to say. Ooh, I wonder when her NDA ends. Probably not. Never, probably. Anytime. But she should break it and hire Andy to represent her in court or whatever. Um, But, okay, so basically, potentially, Claire is out. Claire is no longer the Bachelorette. And the new Bachelorette, drumroll, is like, Probably Tasha. Tasha, yeah. If you don't remember Which, her from Colton season, how could you not? No, but I feel like Bachelor in Paradise was her big moment. Yeah, with JPJ. Oh yeah, yeah. Big it's time. definitely. I would. I would be way more interested in watch. I mean, I didn't watch Claire's original season, but I did see her on Bachelor Winter Games, <laughs> that weird ass fucking franchise ex- ex- arm branch. But I think Tasha's like more of a lead in my personal opinion like she's super charismatic she seems really nice she's funny she's engaging she's like goof- a little bit goofy mm-hmm. um i yeah. Uh, yeah i just i really liked her a lot always on the show i feel like some people kind of became Tasha haters after bachelor in paradise because of like her weird relationship with jpj which it was really weird it but was. it made me like her more yeah and she always just seemed like very intelligent as far as yeah. contestants go and also of note you know she will then be the second lead um who's black before yeah. matt james even is the bachelor so you know again it seems pretty standard like abc is like let's just make sure we're now inclusive even though they had so many opportunities so i don't want to give them too yeah. much credit but i do think thank goodness if they if they were like well we picked matt james so now we're done and we we're just gonna mm-hmm. pick someone else like yeah. Tisha, I don't think she was chosen just because of her skin color, but like, you know, that aside, I'm pumped for her. And I'm also just glad that they're, you know, 
not just casting another white lead. Same. And Tasha's almost 30, I think. So that's also exciting. Yeah. And she has, she always on the show to me seemed normal. That whenever, like, I always judge the Bachelor contestants by, contestants by if they seem normal or if they don't seem normal. Like, normal being, like, someone you could kind of kick it with as a normal mm-hmm. person. Like, if you were at a, a bachelorette party or a friend's bachelorette party or, like, a birthday party that you don't know a lot of people and she was there, you could like, kind of kick it with her. And, like, every season, like, that's how I judge the contestants. And to me, Tasha always seemed like a normal human who was not, like, there for her Instagram, super, yes. like... Um, like, you know, everything she said sounds rehearsed like she does. She she never fell into that category for me, which I'm really psyched that there's going to be a lead like that. And also how fun that the content is going to be a different format also just for COVID. That's I, yeah. I'm pumped. All I right. think it's it's great. We are, we are still under five minutes. So I'm very proud okay. of us. Um, oh, my God. I have one more thing to say. The thing that I said at the beginning that didn't make sense, but maybe now does in context. Apparently, Claire tweeted today, which famously oh. when they, you are the lead or when you're sorry, not even when you're when you're on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, they take your phone away. So you have no social media. You have no access to anything. Mm-hmm. So people are saying that's a sign pointing in the affirmative. Yeah, I think it's like really no longer. Uh, spoiler slash rumor but we, we'll see we've been wrong before we could be wrong again all right that yeah. was that was beautiful I'm proud of oh us. wait can I say one more thing I'm yes. sorry I know I said before that it was one more thing but this is actually one more thing <laughs> something I'm really interested to know is if the show is going to address it like are mm. we going to get two episodes with Claire and then it's going to turn into Tasha, or is Claire's season scratched gone done I think she's we still don't on see it. Claire I, I don't know but I, I think so yeah oh my god or is this all a stunt i don't know who knows i don't know i'm excited me too um okay how much time do we take five minutes and 19 seconds wow welcome back everybody now on to some other content consumption (laughs) more content more content Uh, can't get enough content you know in these times where we are still in a global pandemic and specifically a u.s centric pandemic as of now um, we want us all to be safe so you know other than me who flew but mostly i've been just consuming things in my apartment and now little cabin so liza what have you been consuming um, well, last night I watched a movie that you told me to watch a really long time ago, and I'm embarrassed that it took me this long, but I watched Wind River. Ooh. Ooh. It is so good. It is so heavy and so intense and very, very upsetting. Like, it's, uh, it's a, a murder, a murder occurs, a teenage girl is found dead on a Native American reservation in Wyoming, and it's about the investigation around that, and it is so upsetting in so many ways. So it like, is so upsetting. Don't recommend if you don't want to go there, but it's also just a very well-made movie and uh, brings attention to like some very uh, harsh realities, especially about this particular reservation. I was reading a little bit about it yep. today, um, but but also kind of criminal justice on Native American reservations in general. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was like a, an incredibly powerful watch. Um, so I watched that last night. No, I was just oddly enough, like talking about uh, Day 13's brother had read a book um, about the like not the history of reservations, but just Native Americans in the U.S. And I was like, I feel like we need an HBO series. Yes. A really good one about that. It could totally. be totally scripted. And then I was like, ooh, like this is modern day, but Wind River. I was thinking through like what 
real like you know either about reservations or native american tribes like what content is out there and there's just not a lot so little and yeah. it is you know oh, what else um the killing one season of the killing dealt with a reservation or and like mm. casino a bit but okay that i diverge but i digress diverge and digress wow long day cool 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 um <laughs> no that movie is really powerful and then liza i forget is it the writer or the director from sicario like wrote it or the it's the same writer i've actually writer. never okay. seen sicario which okay. i need to see but uh but yeah it was it was definitely like one of those things where you're kind of like walking around after and you're just like oh like it's very it's very intense but yeah i do think it's important to watch or at least to like read a little bit about yeah um if you don't feel up for the, the full watch it's kind of it's not like based on a true story but it's inspired by some a couple of mm-hmm. different stories that happened on this real reservation kind of a little bit of a melding of them um and elizabeth olsen and, is the detective sorry she's like yes, a female yeah. detective too which is just part yes. of the yeah, totally. Or FBI agent. What I don't know. FBI agent, FBI which is something agent. I didn't right. realize this, but the um the kind of regular police force don't have authority on Native American reservations. Only federal agents and then um reservation police forces do. Yes. Um, which has some some problems surrounding that. I mean, mostly if they they don't have enough resources to cover the land they're covering. Um, however, so I watched that, which was great. I also listened to an enormous amount of the audio of this audio book, which is like, this is so such a dad book. And I am sure all of your dads have listened to this or read it. <laughs> but uh, I had I, I took a car ride and, and listened to some audio books. And um, I listened to a brief history or I listened to a lot of a brief history of nearly everything by mm-hmm. Bill Bryson. And he just writes these kind of like deep divey books on very particular topics and it's just a natural history of like the world like it starts about it's about the first section is about space the cosmos how far apart stars are from each other the big bang what happened how it happened but he peppers it with all of these amazing anecdotes about the scientists who discovered things and like their quirks and how they discovered it and like this guy was out walking in the woods and this happened and then he was whatever and this guy was so weird he poked a needle in his eye blah 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 whatever all this stuff um and it's just an amazingly entertaining like read and listen and for me it, it hit the right balance of like it wasn't mindless like i feel like i'm learning and it's educational and, and informative but it's not um it's not making me feel worse about the world like it's cool it's it's interesting it's a lot it's a lot of science and um yeah i i thought it was just like a really fun kind of like non idiotic but also diverting listen i feel inspired i want to listen that to that when i drive up the east coast in one day one shot it's like yeah, a long drive it's to, a good one i yeah. also think it's like a boyfriend pleaser <laughs> like, <laughs> jeff and i were listening to it together like we we have a hard time finding things to yep. listen to together that are going to hit both of our interests and um it's just cool like his, his he's got a the bill Bryson has like a fun sense of humor like there's just like a kind of he shades some of like the weird scientists in funny ways and just like like lots of little comments and i really enjoy the tone Ooh, i'm sold i'm sold Liza. that's my consumption it was higher brow this week it was mine <laughs> wasn't well okay <laughs> i mean uh what did i consume this week i actually did not prepare but i i consumed a lot so let me think about this ooh, ooh, ooh. <clears throat> excuse me i'm choking now um i watched this is 
I will give just I watched this. I haven't read a lot online about it. So I found it charming and heartwarming. But I also know there are problems with me even saying that it was charming and heartwarming. But Love on the Spectrum on Netflix um, about Australians looking for love who are on the autism spectrum um, to varying degrees and levels. And what I enjoyed about it I was really like kind of worried to watch it I think it was very prompted to me because of the dating content on Netflix that I continue yeah. to consume uh but you know I I liked that it reminded people who like myself are undereducated about autism just that there's not an entire lack of empathy or lack of desire for relationships um and I, I found it very endearing and heartwarming. But I also know that, you know, there were conversations online about it being more voyeuristic and about – and so this is kind of – it's weird to recommend. Um, you know, almost like a different version of the conversations around Indian matchmaking. But mm-hmm. I personally just – I feel like I had heard from Indian people or South Asian people and how they felt about Indian matchmaking – for this, I don't have any perspective from an autistic person. Um, so I don't – I'm not sure. I don't think it's like totally awful. But then I also have heard that some people just find it, you know, just some of the therapists they bring on, et cetera. But yeah. as we know, I really like consuming these like really real – It's it's got the same ingredient of people being set up on a first date and going on the date. And yeah. I think for the most part, it's not – you, I could see another like network doing this show. I think it was an Australian show originally that Netflix bought, but I could see it being disgusting the way it was portrayed. And it for me, it was more like educational because I'm pretty yeah. ignorant. Um, and I will continue to educate myself in case that is not the education to have. But again, I just found like looking for love, no matter who you are, is just so it's so yeah. universally difficult. And um, but like a a desire, you know, whether totally. yeah. I don't know. Well, I think with shows like this, I mean, in all documentaries, you know, things can be a lot of them are imperfect. But if they can um, help educate and like and like forge empathy in people, you know, it's not nothing. I haven't watched it and I'm not sure. But, you know, it's it's cool that that it's represented. I'm going to check it out. Um I've been curious to watch it. It's also getting heavily recommended to me. Yeah, I think it's like the dating content uh, algorithms are heavy in our Netflixes. I also, okay, so this isn't something I haven't watched yet, but I was just listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour this week, which is an NPR podcast, and they had a conversation about Indian matchmaking, which felt very relevant and really got into kind of the different critiques of it as well as why, you know, as a documentary, it's showing, you know, what Seema's clients are, what that version of dating is. But there are so many problems it doesn't address head on. But I found out in that conversation that the filmmaker, the director, she actually has a documentary that gets a lot more into the issues around, you know, Hmm. classism and colorism called A Suitable Girl. I'm not sure what it's on. Or sorry, maybe she was the executive producer. But um, I I would like to watch that now because I think it's less like of a fluff thing and yeah I, I don't know I was just surprised to learn that and it was in the discussion it was kind of like well this is what gets on like as a Netflix dating show versus like you know I, I don't know but I was just that's yeah. on my list I guess now and then that's cool. I, I have another on my list I know we've talked about Doghouse UK but and this is something I haven't watched but I've seen on HBO Max as well there's like first date UK shoot first dates UK there's a first date show for, mm, 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 mm. remember I said it and then I, okay. 
wait, I'm Googling. I'm Googling on Google, the podcast. Google. I, haven't, I haven't heard of this at all. But I mean, obviously, if it's a first date show, you yes. know, I'm going to watch it. First Dates UK. And I was listening to some podcast that briefly mentioned it. Didn't give me any context. But I had seen it prompted to me on HBO Max. It's dating content. Um, It's like first dates. We like that because it's in our title. I don't know. Could be a thing. Could be a Patreon thing. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Anyway, so I don't have huge recommendations I get I, I still think I would recommend Love on the Spectrum um, I'm gonna check it out I haven't watched yeah. it yet I'm I'm intrigued um and yeah I feel like it's it's any any content about human beings going on dates I want to yep. watch professionally for this podcast professional lol so fresh. Um, cool all right should we move into some of our cues yeah let's do we're doing a female bag today. If you're new to the podcast, that's female, fee apostrophe, M-A-I-L, like like male bag. Like, oh, God, somebody slapped me. Um, so these are, this is when we read listener questions. We get a ton of questions posted in our secret Facebook group, and some of these came from there. Um, and people weigh in with, like, tons of discussions. You can join to see those discussions yourself. Um, but we just like to weigh in and give kind of our thoughts on some of the questions that arise. Um, and we're going to do it today. Let's you want me to read it. the first yeah. one? Yeah. Will you read the first okay. one? Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, hi, everyone. This is my first post. Hello. Welcome. So I have a question. Is it a red flag if a guy still regularly dog sits his ex-girlfriend's dog even after they broke up a while ago? He said, quote, we talk from time to time, but not that often, though when she goes out of town, I take care of her dog because I lived with him for five years and miss him. He always likes her Instagram posts and they work at the same place. Frowny face. Hmm. So I will admit that I have some feelings already but okay tell me your feelings i know but i'm holding back because i have also seen the discourse in the secret facebook group which i thought was really thoughtful and okay i'll say from kimmy perspective i'm like major red flag everyone's a cheater get me out of here which is not a healthy mindset that is my first thought but i'm gonna take that hat off and then open my mind a little bit what what is your thought Okay, so my biggest red flag in this post is actually that they work at the same place. Yes. Yep. That's something that, like, I'm confused about. Because if he's saying they don't, they talk from time to time, but not that often, and they work at the same place, and he watches the dog, and he likes her Instagram posts, I almost think that, like, any one of those things might be okay, but it's a lot of involvement, and... I do want to be like kind of um I don't know, I want to be generous with the idea. Like we Kimmy Kimmy and I have a mutual friend who is really a mutual male friend who's really good about staying friends mm-hmm. with his ex-girlfriends. And to me it's really admirable. Be, and he is like the opposite of a cheater. Like, yeah, I do not so think loyal. he would ever cheat on anyone. He's just like got a fucking moral compass of steel he's a scorpio that's why i'm just saying mm, yeah and and no, <laughs> i'm a no scorpio. it's true it's like <laughs> it's very like he knows what's right and wrong and he's not gonna fuck with that no. the thing that i so i look i know these people exist that's what i'm saying yes here my thing is it's a lot of involvement and it's very hard to stay friends with an ex i, I mean I've always talked about breakups as though, like, 
with the analogy of a light switch and like it's not an on and off like even when I I had a a boyfriend that when I broke up with I still harbored feelings for and I was the person who initiated the breakup and there were feelings for a while that I had a really hard time processing and getting rid of and it's you know it's like a very those lines are extremely fuzzy um I in this scenario would potentially just kind of be like okay I a I'd want to know why they broke up and the circumstances of the breakup and how it affected him and I'd also want to really be like you have to like really fucking promise me you don't have feelings and communicate with me regularly if anything like arises and then you I think have to a little bit use your like female intuition spidey sense to try to sniff out weirdness yeah and I think the tricky thing too is asking those questions is important finding out or or important slash you're allowed to once you're in a relationship but like asking about what the breakup was like what the relationship is like but it's tricky you don't I empathize with this question because at certain points in a relationship, you don't want to come across as too jealous, quote unquote, or controlling. Not that this person is. I'm really talking about myself here. Um, Yeah, I think. And setting the boundaries is tricky. Okay, I think my my big thought is like, I think this is so possible to do like our friend, like other people in the comments were talking about, you know. They've been able to be friends with exes, especially when you're caring for an animal. Like that part, I like especially the emotional attachment to dogs after watching Doghouse UK. Um, but that it's and then liking Instagram posts, I think, is kind of goes along with that. But because they still work at the same place, that's where you do want to ask the questions to really be sure that it's just friendship. There's that's no the hard thing. It's feelings. like you see each other every day. Yeah, that's tough. It's really easy for feelings to creep back in or for you to look at the person and be like, wait, why did I ever break up with you? Like, I like all these things about, you know, I know I'm paranoid about exes. A lot of people are. That's what this question is about. And maybe it's not paranoia because a lot of times people get back together with their exes or just like get drunk and hook up like people relapse, you know, like it's all it happens a lot. Yeah. And that's it's even in the comments on the secret Facebook group post. You know, it's like. For me, it's a red flag, but that's personal to me because I, you know, people are sharing like because I had this experience and then other people are like, I, you know, they were basically betrayed whether, you know, there was actual cheating or not. But then other people are like, no, I have the same situation. I have done this. It's it's really possible. So it's really tricky. This is truly where it's like what we project or the stories we tell ourselves or our history with relationships like really not fucks us because you're going to be great. You're going to be fine. But puts you in a really weird situation because he could be the kind of person who is like the friend we just mentioned, the Scorpio friend we just mentioned, who you have nothing to worry about with. But your own experiences put something in your gut that make you question it. And I think the decision actually maybe maybe comes down to, are you okay with this? Not because he's going to cheat necessarily, but the anxiety or the thoughts you will continue to have if if this makes you uncomfortable and if he doesn't really like clarify it in a way that you're like okay I can get used to this like do you know what I mean Liza it's about yes what you are you can handle what your threshold is for something like this other people's totally tolerance for this is probably super high mine is super low I am yeah oh yeah I don't even know where my trust issues with men came from but I have them yeah yeah 
No, I mean, I think it's, I think that's a great point. I think it does have to be a, a thing that's personal to you. And, and you have to say like, okay, what am I okay with? Like, what are my boundaries around the person I'm dating's exes? I think it also matters a little bit the relationship you have with the guy and like how serious you are. If it's kind of a fun fling situation, like maybe this is something you can just sort of be like, okay, I'm going to let this show me who he is rather than, um, rather than trying to steer not steer steer it that's the right word but trying to like be really intentional about how what you want from him in this regard but if he's someone you're really serious about you see a future with or you see just like a committed relationship with then i think you do have to kind of be like okay my boundaries around this are x y and z like Mm -hmm. you and communicate them to him and see if he's okay and like have that conversation yeah and i think that's a really telling conversation like the response you get from him around even being someone like he can still see the dog maybe but you're you know or just being you know open about where he's at with her i don't i'm not sure this is again so tricky because they work together as well um, totally but i think the response that he gives you will indicate a lot if it's defensive totally. or not and not that it would even indicate that he's cheating if it's defensive but i don't i think I don't think it could be a red flag, but it also could not be. It's really weird. It's I feel like most things were like, uh-uh. And I think me two years ago would have been like, no, get out, get away. But mm, I don't know. Axes are tricky. I think that I think you have to just know what you're okay with. Yeah, I think that's true. On that note, before we get to the next question, Liza, I want to bring mm-hmm. up the Instagram post that I posted because for some reason Ooh, I'm yeah. having this whole moment when I feel like this aligns. So I posted from Female Collective, which I just love, on our Instagram, a quote they had called, how they treat you is more important than how much you like them, which I feel like actually applies to so many things, like Completely. even a company you're interviewing for, you know, like I, I want to work at a job. Yeah. Yeah. A good boss is better than a cool company. I swear to God. <laughs> like, yep. And I think, again, here, I'll read it because, you know, how they treat you is more important than how much you like them. For me, the first thing I thought about were all the relationships. <laughs> they're not relationships. They're half relationships. But all of the things I was in where I was like addicted to like making them like me more because I like them and never paying attention to how they were actually treating me and how that part made me feel. Um, but we had a lovely friend of the pod, a male listener or sometimes listener, but he's, he'll listen to this one maybe, um, who was like, I, I don't get the quote because aren't those two things very correlated? Like someone treats you well, or, or sorry, that someone treating you well means you will like them. And I, for me, this is super heteronormative thinking. I was like, this boils down to like, I do think. And then I was inspired by listening to Nicole Byer's amazing podcast. She had, what's his name, Liza? Jeffrey? Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Thank you. On, and they were speaking, he is not a straight man he's a gay man and he was like I think women and men have different wirings in their brains because like a lot of female friends like they project early and we've talked about this I know it's a stereotype but you meet someone like it must be biological because I'm not even sure about children like I'm like this is what that would look like and that would be my life like early on early on and I don't say it out loud but all of this together I'm like oh 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 I feel like this somehow ties into also like maybe women being more likely to not see that correlation of like you should just like the people who like you we tend to be like 
I don't know, maybe creating more stories, if that makes sense. And I just, well, I we found, also yeah. get a, yeah, we get a lot of messaging from an early age that someone liking us and wanting to date us should is the highest compliment like right he the the little boy pulls your pigtail and you're someone tells you oh it's because he likes you like that's so baked into our existences from our least favorite rom-com sorry remember when we we yes exactly just not that into you on our patreon but that movie starts with a scene where it's like he's mean to you because he likes you yes (laughs) but the thing is is like we all got that messaging yeah and it is baked into our early development and we are taught in a lot of ways we should we should like be complimented by any male attention or any time that men um want to be around us or whatever like we should take that as a manner of matter of pride and i think a lot of people think first like do they want i mean this is how i thought all through high school and college like i was so desperate to have a boyfriend like i didn't really think about what i wanted like i thought about who i liked but it was more like it was more like what could I get and like who would date me and this, that and the other thing. And then on top of that, there's that whole other thing of like what exactly what you were talking about, which is like the story you write for yourself. Like I want a lawyer who's six foot one mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah and whatever. These things that these arbitrary ideas you have of like what's going to make you happy. Yeah. And I'm and like I also did this like I think I was like, well. It's like as women, I feel like, you know, we got lots of clappy emojis and things and responses to this like reposted story. And it's also from a source called Female Collective. That is like, I think a lot more women have potentially experienced, you know, liking people who don't necessarily like them back. I don't know what that's about. It could be about all the things we just mentioned. It's like even the fact that, I don't know, I still think playing hard to get is part of the game. It's wild. Or the way you want what you can't have in like real estate. Like, I don't know. So I was trying to explain this, but I was like, I think, you know, to this friend's point, in the healthiest way, the first I'm in the first healthy, real, serious relationship in my life. And that's because I accepted someone treating me well for the first time. Yeah. Like truly well, like genuinely well. And no, it's not like I was with terrible people forever. And of course, I don't want to minimize like. Again, we're going crazy off of one quote, but I do think there are like extreme versions of people treating people poorly and people still being, you know, yeah. into that person. Um, well, I think the quote is also, wait, oh my gosh, can you tell me the quote one more time? Yeah, no, it's tricky. I'm worried I'm bastardizing it in my head. What a weird How word, they treat you is more important than how much you like them. Yeah, because I think that like liking the the type of people you like is also super predicated on your self-esteem which unfortunately for women a lot of times our self-esteem is just picked the fuck apart our whole life by being told we should be thinner or smarter or quieter or less annoying or more ex you know like all mm-hmm. of the things we're told that that we should be to be more pleasing to other people like that has a really long-term impact on your self-esteem. And when you don't have high self-esteem, you don't think you think that the treatment you get is the treatment you deserve. And then sometimes you like people because they treat you the way you think that you deserve because you've internalized it. Yes, Liza. In my darkest moments, it was like, he's giving me attention. I must be looking skinny lately or something like that is an extreme but it was happening in my brain and no one was actively making any comment except nice ones about my body in this particular situation I'm thinking of but it I had so much of my self-worth 
which had a lot to do with insecurity, measuring, I was measuring that according to how invested, not just like, it's not the same, just getting like dating app swipes or something. It was like this person who, for any other reason, maybe he just literally is in a mindset where he's like, you're this isolated couple dates that I really enjoyed in my life, but like, no, no. Um, but my head, I had this whole future. I'm trying to marry all my thoughts here. Sorry that it's messy, but I had like not marriage necessarily, but like this is going well. This is going well. And then measuring how well it's going and thus how well I'm doing and how good I am or hot I am on this person who is not actively trying to be mean or withholding, who is just like, because this is not a person cheating on me. It's just someone who is having a totally different experience of the half relationship. You know what I mean? Totally. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's I just, I, I feel like it sounds like we're high or something, but I just, I was thinking about like a lot of things related to this today because it still feels the stories we tell ourselves in any part of life. I don't know. I'm still trying to yeah. break those walls down. Yeah. No, I think it's a good, I think it's a good and like interesting thing to bring up and like, Look, in an ideal world, we would all spring like Athena, fully formed from the head of Zeus, Jesus, stop. But, you know, like, we're all in process, and sometimes um, it's easy to forget simple things, like they should treat yeah. you well. Like, is, aren't those two things correlated? You should yeah. really like people who, like, treat you well. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, correlated. You're they're correct. correlated when you are very, very solid and have a very good sense of what you deserve and pretty like solid self-esteem. Yep. I had a a lot of advantages in life and I don't feel like I had solid self-esteem till I was in my mid twenties. So yeah. you know, yep. I think it's I think it's the the exception and not the rule. Although some people are real badasses and have it younger. And mm-hmm. to them, I say congrats teacher friends um let's take a super quick ad break and then we're going to be back with another question about an accidental embarrassing slip of the tongue i like to, i was gonna I'm say trying, emission trying to do a little tease but oh my it's god like <gasps> sex in the city but it's Amazing. not what you think <laughs> okay now we're back for the story that is funny and relatable and not about a fart even though i made it sound like it was okay <laughs> Hi, everyone. Okay, I have a problem. I matched with this guy on Tinder about a month ago, and we really hit it off. We've hung out three times at his house. He works from home. Today, I went to go see him, but when I was leaving, apparently, I said, I love you. I have no recollection of this, and of course, I'm very embarrassed. I just returned from a trip to Kansas City to see friends, and every time I left someone's house, I would say, I love you, because that's what my friend group does. He isn't believing that this was a subconscious slip slash habit I picked up and accidentally pulled out. I don't love him, obviously way too soon, and I really like him. He is understandably uncomfortable and suggested we take some space, which to me means everything is over. Any advice or helpful words? Oh. Oh, oh my God. Okay, this is so fucking relatable because, like, I I haven't done this in a romantic way, but I have done this. I remember doing this to my first grade teacher and being so embarrassed and I also did this to my boss once. Oh, yeah. I, she like she was a good friend. This is my boss, Allison, who Kimmy knows. Um, she was my boss at my first job, and she's a Gem. still a very good friend and a true angel. But we were like buddies, and 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 you know we weren't as close as we were now, but we were pals. And uh, I was on the phone with her at one point, and we were hanging up, and I was like, "All right, cool, yeah, no, I'll talk to you soon. All right, love you." And then I was like, "Oh my god, 
Like I immediately, I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she thought it was hilarious. You know, it was like, obviously fine. But I just, I feel like so many people have been in this situation where it slipped out. And like, sometimes it's with someone you're dating. I'm so sorry. It's so relatable. Yeah. It's so, I, I also, I've not done it with someone I'm dating. Um, but God, I could have, you know, like, especially interesting. I feel like I've done it on the phone before to like, truly, uh, when I was younger, I did it a lot because hanging up the phone was mostly like with my family when I was way younger and, you know, a child or middle school or high school. So that I was like, love you. Bye. Like, love yes. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. I feel like I did it to like people like people I had to call for other things. And I just remember yes, totally. one time it like I can't remember who it was, too, but it was someone not a telemarketer because I wouldn't have been talking to them, but someone who was not related to me who I had never met. I was like, love you. Bye. Which is one percent of what this is. I'm so sorry. This is. uh. I also, okay, here's my silver lining. I don't know if things have gotten better, and if they have, then go, both of you. But if he's continuing to be a bummer about it, like a little bum, a little butt, like, no, you meant it. This is too much. Bye. Then it is actually like the emission episode of Sex and the City when Carrie farts early in season one, season Mm -hmm. one. We only did season one on Patreon. And Big is like, she thinks he's, like turned off by disgusted it. by yeah. her and like never gonna have sex then it's with her like again. well then get then leave like yes. that, like completely that's, it's going to happen again so totally. i would say if in this he's like oh my god it's okay for him to be take a moment but if he's still like nope like that's pretty immature to me especially yeah. i just really felt when you were like oh, the problem is like i don't love him i really like him but yeah oh man oh man that sucks oh. but i definitely agree with you like to me, also the fact that he's so freaked out. Of course, he should be freaked out if you had, like, if you had been sitting next to him on the couch and you turned and looked into his eyes and genuinely were like, I love you. Like, yes, he should be freaked out. But, like, the fact that he can't laugh at this and it, like, has, is terrifying him that much. I kind of think it says that he takes himself too seriously. He is not empathetic. Obviously, you've been apologetic. You've told him, like, dude, I I didn't mean that. You know, like, you've communicated that. And if he is so freaked out, like, that's kind of a red flag. That kind of makes him seem a little bit, like, weird and arms lengthy. And, yeah, like, not not, um, a good listener and, like, not actually, like, meeting you where you are. And I don't know. I don't like that vibe. I don't either because I'm rereading it and you've hung out three times and that's why you were, like, obviously too soon. Like, so, all right, like, truly, Liza, I don't know if we've ever even gotten a story about someone saying I love you on a third date and we get some bonkers stories. Like, I'm not saying you you could even feel love, but, like, yeah, that would be pretty wild. But you also wrote – he isn't believing that this was a subconscious slip habit I picked up and accidentally pulled out. Isn't believing makes me know that you've tried to explain it more than once, which makes me more angry at him. I'm not going to be super yeah, especially because you don't even remember it. So he <laughs> had to tell you this, and you, I'm Love sure, you. when he told you this, were like, no, like, it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's so easy I to don't do. Like it? Oh, I've done it. He just doesn't seem chill. I've accidentally done it to my boyfriend's like parents on the phone when he's saying bye and they say love you and then I go love you <laughs> and I'm like wait what yeah They're, you were saying it to your son not to me yes. <laughs> like, but anyway it is so easy for it to slip out when you're leaving a phone call or leaving a place oh boy I'm now I'm angry for you I'm going through all the emotions I was like this is I kind know, of like, funny and I'm like no you, this dude. isn't funny this is this is I feel for you but here okay 
Also at the end, you wrote any advice or helpful words. So Liza, let's try to give one concrete piece of advice if they're like still not really talking of one thing she could say and then one helpful word that's like the silver lining encapsulated. All right. My piece of advice is if he said he takes, he suggests we take some space, I would say like the next time you talk to him, uh, or even you can initiate a conversation and just be like, hey, I just want to clarify something. I don't love you. Yeah. I don't know you. Like, you're clearly like a fun. Like, I think the way you wrote this is like, you're clearly a funny, cool chick. Yep. I think you need to be like, just want to be very clear on this. I wouldn't have said that because I do not love you. It is a verbal tick and I don't even remember it. And uh, if you can't, like, if you don't believe me in that, like, I can't change your mind and it's like then you know this is over like i think my my, sorry remember how you said this should be concrete and it's not i think my piece of advice is like communicate that and if he can't believe you it's a sign that he kind of sucks yeah i really like when you said to clarify like let me be or to clarify i don't love you like start with something that's almost mean because he's being almost mean totally be like I would not have said that intentionally because I do not love yeah. you. To clarify, I because don't I do not know you love that well. You. I do not know you. Yeah, this is lies. I'm stealing from you. And then I would be like, but you know, but also that was a wildly embarrassing slip up or something. You don't even no, you don't have to do that. But then you can be like, but I certainly have enjoyed our time hanging out. So if you want to hang out, let me know. Like, I think there's a way. Hmm. I think you've got to be like kind of clear. Hey, like make him feel a little dumb. I'm sorry. Because yeah. he's assuming like, something. Like, if you he's can't assuming appreciate, he's so hot, you love him already. Yeah. Fuck that. If you can't appreciate that this is an embarrassing accident for me, yep. like we probably aren't supposed to be together anyway. But, Honestly, yeah. I would even say something like that because you're going to communicate with him that you don't have a horse in this race, you know? Yep. And if he can't respond well to that, then like fuck off, dude. I, I don't like you. But yeah, I, I would be... I would not worry about his feelings too much. And then yeah. you can still then later, and maybe it's like a second text if he responds okay. I'd be like, yeah, no, I definitely had a fun time hanging out. Would be happy to hang again. But like just, I it can't, not if it's going to be weird. Like that was a funny situation. But you made me feel like I was in love with you. I'm not. Like I wouldn't say all of yeah. this. But it is, that's the problem. It's so self-involved. Oh my God. If <laughs> I'm sorry, Liza, I'm just reversing it now. If like a dude I was hang out with for three times actually was like bye I love you like especially if you guys were maybe drinking or maybe it was morning and you were just tired or whatever Ugh. if they yeah if sorry, I was in this position I would fucking be like oh my god that's hilarious don't worry about it that was a total slip yeah and yeah. then I would yeah but I would even if I talked about it to my friends and was like oh my god isn't this wild like maybe it bodes well for the future but I would never assume he actually loved me and maybe that's the difference between women and men yet again. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no. Like, some words came out of this person's mouth. Like, there are creepy men at bars who are like, oh, I'm already in love with you after they buy you a drink. Like, well, not me, but I feel like I see or that Or I feel movies. like at some point, I think we got a worst first date where someone said I love you on a first date or like after a first date or something. Does that ring a bell? Maybe. Yeah, maybe we did. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, (laughs) any long term listeners knows what I'm talking about, please. I think it was like they went on a date and then she said she didn't want to go on another date. And like he said, like, I think I may be falling in love with you. It was something like that where it was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, you're right. No, you're you're definitely right. And even still, but you don't say one, four, three. I love you. Without yes. like 
looking each other in the eyes, like, which, yeah, we can talk about the larger question here. But then, okay, helpful. I think that was advice and helpful words, to be honest. Yes, was it I helpful? Hope so. I hope so. You let us know. Yeah, Update we'll us, please. See. We are thinking of you. The helpful words, oh, are that you are going to look back on this and one day, LOL, so hard. You're going to be so happy with someone totally. else or this person. And then it'll be a very LOL story at your wedding. Nope, yeah. you don't have to get married. You got a, you got a really funny story out of this. Yeah. That is, yeah. In it, the um, worst cringes, sorry, are like the best, yeah. Like I'm, I'm just. I look back at my worst cringies, like when I told people, like I'm hotter than your new girlfriend, drunkenly in a text, you know, back in my good old twenties. <laughs> that happened. Um, yep, it happened. I'm just there. We go. That's how I hope I can comfort you is by sharing something embarrassing. Oh my god, I, I don't that. remember that story, but I do want to know who you're talking about. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. It was hilarious. Oh, we all grow, and I'm still blushing. I've had the but... thought, so I get it. Yeah. Okay. So, Liza, I think. And uh, our dear, dear listener, I want to hug that gem. I love you. What what can we do for you? Email us. Um, I just like, I just feel so much for her. Shall we read a Reddit ship? Yeah, let's do a Reddit ship. So I pulled this one because I just think it's a really unique problem that I can like almost, I mean, not almost, I can like identify with in some way. I just think it's, yeah, I think it's interesting. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, because I haven't read it yet. And it's hard for okay, me to okay, read okay. and understand. Totally. Okay. Wow, Ready? so smart. So this is, I, 33, female, have been cohabitating male for, with a male, 45, but I'm not sure it's for me. Don't want to end the relationship, though. Living apart together? Question mark. That's the headline. Here we go. Has anyone moved in with a partner and then moved out but stayed together? I was really enjoying living alone. I enjoy having my space, doing what I want with my time, not having to tell anyone else how to clean or argue about things like bills and chores. I think it's helpful for missing people when like when you're not together. I was fully not interested in moving in with another partner, but then I got a job in another state and was moving with very little savings. My long-distance partner suggested I move in. It's been a year and a half now, but I still really miss living alone. It doesn't help that we live in a small studio apartment, and sometimes I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like it takes so much better care of myself when I live alone. Um, I am more of a morning person. He's a night person. I prefer to go to bed early and get up and get shit done. But since he stays up all night and sleeps in half the day, our space and our space is so small. If I get up, I can't really do anything because I'll wake him up. Just frustrated. I don't want to not be in the relationship, but I really don't know if I'm cut out to live with other people. Anyone do anything like this before? And I just want to say that people in the Reddit thread did say, like, get a bigger, like, comment that she should get in a bigger place and they should have separate areas. And she did say, like, yes, we've thought about getting a bigger place, but uh, I'm saying I don't think I'm meant to live with a partner long term ever. I felt this itch in any relationship I've ever been in. I've lived with a couple partners, small apartments, two story duplex, 1800 square foot house, and now this studio. I just genuinely don't think I like it. Um, So, yeah, isn't this a really interesting question? I was like, huh, this is okay. What's what's your initial reaction? Okay. Oh, I have so many, but I won't be annoying. I'll try not to be. I relate to this very hard right now in certain ways. In two ways. Okay. I'll say generally, Kimmy, before being in a serious relationship related to this always, my whole thing was like, I want a separate bedroom one day if it ever works out for me. Like, I like my space. That was a weird stance. Part of that could have been defensive, but also – you know, I do like spreading out in a bed. I love there is a luxury. Even when my roommate was up at her parents' house outside of LA for like a week at a time during COVID, when I'm the loneliest I've ever been, 
and I was being, again, quite intense and staying in my apartment, going on walks, really not doing anything or seeing anyone, there was some weird pleasure I had and I thought I was an extrovert. So like COVID taught me a lot. Just being able to do what you want in your own apartment. I don't even go crazy. It's not like risky business or it's underwear dancing. It's There's something that independence is not overrated. It is very well rated if you value it. Like if you're single, just know there is a huge perk grass is greener thing you have over any of your friends and relationships, especially those that live together. You can make all of your own choices. It So I really like having my own space. That was like pre-relationship Kimmy. I extra relate to it right now because the next apartment I move into will be my first time like fully living for more than just like three months with a partner. And we made sure we had a good amount of space. Like we, we compromised on other things to make sure we had a sizable space. One, because this pandemic is not ending anytime soon. And my boyfriend works from home unless he's traveling mostly and he doesn't travel anymore. He used to be like always traveling. That's why he doesn't go to an office. But now no more travel. Uh, so, okay, I'm giving, I'm being too self-involved, but basically I relate so much to this. I do think, and I don't know how it will go. I feel like I'll be fine. I'll get used to it. I do love a snuggle at night, but there are times where I have to be like, I want to be alone for a little bit. Like, I want to shut the door and be alone for my, in this part of the house for a little bit or this part of my tiny apartment. So, uh, I don't know if we could go back from it though, without it feeling like a breakup, you know? Yeah. That's the part. The actual yeah. question here, I, I, I think some celebrities have done it. I feel like there are very famous couples I'm not thinking of who have their own houses with like a tunnel that connects them. Who is that? I don't know. I mean, I know of a very infamous canceled celebrity couple who did, but I'm not going to dignify that. Uh, it, it, the thing that's tricky here, I think, is finding someone who matches your preference like I think most people who are like in a long-term relationship do have some expectation that you're going to live together and become like life partners at some point even if you don't get married even if you don't um you know have it it, combine finances like I think that a lot of people do kind of have that expectation that you're going to be like in the same space making decisions together on a day-to-day basis so I feel like finding someone who is okay with that not being the case is tricky. But let's say as a thought experiment, this woman's boyfriend is okay with that in theory. Mm-hmm. And so we're just talking about like the moving out part. This is such a cop out, but I feel like it has to be so much about communication. Like I think you really, I, I think it's possible, but I think you have to really communicate like it, it's not personal about them and try to be like, how can we make this work for you too? Like, do we want to get apartments in the same complex? Mm-hmm. Do like what what makes it like what's a compromise so that you can set, see that like I still love you and still want to be with you? And like, what do you need from me? Like, I feel like if you want to move out, you have to say like, okay, I know this is like harsh and maybe hard on you. So like, let's talk about how it can be easy for you and also maybe even like exciting for you. Like yep. maybe you'll be really happy to have like a whole room to be your whatever, like hobby den, you know, maybe you're a like whatever you do, woodworker, yada, yada, yada. And then you get to have space for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it's really tough. I don't, I think you would have to be dating like a real unicorn for them not to be like a little bit offended by this. If, if I were in that position and someone had moved in with me and was like, I love you and I really still want to be with you, but I do want to move out and have my own place. I would be like pretty hurt. Yeah. Because this woman, sorry. Yes. Woman. We do do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. we don't, she's not listening, but maybe we know. Uh, well, this yeah. woman on Reddit, uh, mm-hmm. she also, she's very much like she, when people posit that she gets a bigger space, she's like, no, I know that could work, but it's more like a thing about me. I've known this about me for a long time. So yeah. I feel like that's where I like, as much as I relate, actually living with someone, and I know I haven't done it for a full year yet, but I know I've like managed to live with roommates, et cetera. Uh, I-, I can do it. I think I can do it. I don't think I have to go back, you know? It, it sounds like she's kind of like, Moved in with someone, crossed one of her own lines that she want established for relationships, and now is taking back her word, and that's the problem because it's like that's tricky for that person to not be hurt by, you know. If you've yeah. always known this, and whatever, we all mess up. Like, and again, you're not listening, so. But it's like if you if you always just had that as a thing that was part of you, and it's okay to like want to try this, but. I don't know how upfront you were with your partner prior to moving in together that you just never really saw this. Like the problem is kind of going back on this thing you're trying to me. That's the part that would be hurtful. I'd be like, oh, is it me? I don't. uh." Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing that like it's like you really have to be like like so upfront about like this being having been an issue in your past and you were maybe in a little bit of denial about it and you, you know, like. Just, like, so much communication in this situation. But even then, I think you're, yeah, I really do think a lot of people, like, the majority of people in long-term relationships do expect it to to reach a place where it's, like, a, a cohabitation partnership. Yeah. And so it's hard to take that expectation away from someone, too. True. Although there's lots of people who are very chill with dating forever and not moving in together. I feel like a lot of people do that like after you know when they're a little bit older like after a divorce you know like Mm -hmm. I feel like that is absolutely a thing that people can do so it's possible but yeah you gotta you gotta really layer on the compliments and it's not you it's me (laughs) I know and like the more I think about it uh, just like I like the idea of decorating the way I want to not having to nag anyone else to clean up not being told I'm doing the dishes wrong it sounds like either you guys are just not a match in some other ways, not saying you have to have the same living habits or communication lies at your original point, or like you're not willing to compromise in relationships or compromise. Now I'm like taking a 180. Now I'm like, eh, she'll never hear this. Yeah. You don't, I don't know. It just, it all feels a little selfish to me, this whole thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that in theory, like, she shouldn't have moved in with him to begin with. Yeah. She just, I think it is okay to be like, hey, I, I prefer to live alone. Like, that's my deal. Take it or leave it. But it, it, it does feel like it's a little bit kind of like selfish to say yes to it when it's convenient for you because she moved into this new area. Yeah. And then back it off potentially like mm-hmm. in a hurtful way yeah i yeah it's just tricky because i feel like like what were the comments like do you remember liza on reddit 
there weren't a ton of them, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Mm. I mean, most of them were like, get a bigger place. Duh. Yeah. Like that was kind of the <laughs> tone, which is why she replied and were like, was like, uh, yeah, but I don't know that that's going to really solve it. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely like a pickle. It is. If you guys have experiences, let us know, because I could be very ignorant in all of this. I definitely, I don't know. I, I really get wanting to live independently. That part is, you know, really, and it's no shade to day 13 at all. He's a gem. He's much cleaner than I am, you know, but it is, I don't know. There's something, I don't know. I'm like obsessed with just like having your own space. There's something so free. Yeah. It's like, I'm still a teenager, I guess, just waiting to break out of my parents' house. Well, I also think like I heard recently about a couple who has separate who um, has separate bedrooms. They rent a two bedroom and they have separate bedrooms because they have such different sleeping habits. Like it's not for everybody, but I do think it's like, I don't know. Well, there there are things about that that I can see working, like really having separate and defined spaces. For the first time, we'll have two bedrooms. And I'm thinking like if there's a night where he's exhausted and I he doesn't like this idea, but I'm like, I need to watch TV to go to sleep. I could go to the other bedroom and not bother him. Totally. And that feels like well, it doesn't mean we're f- growing apart. If I, I had two bedrooms, I would do that shit. I definitely, I mean, I have, I talk about this all the time, especially in our feels ad, but I'm like a big insomniac. So I have lots of nights where I'm like, well, it's one in the morning. I'm still lying here, like with my eyes open or like it's four in the morning. I'm wide awake and I just go to the couch with my blankets and turn the TV on and I fall asleep at 7 a.m. or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. it would be very nice if I had a second bedroom. That in. No, I, yeah. I would still choose to sleep in the same bed with him most of the time, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah, I don't think. I guess yeah. To to the that I don't worry about that couple. You know, like I'm not like oh boy. And I feel like yeah, again, like would be a dream someday to have like a fancy master bedroom with like a nice little sleeping wing for myself. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a den. My dream is like a little den slash closet. This is like if I'm like a Real Housewife. Lol. <laughs> no, I don't want to be that. But you know, like you know. That you could have your own little nap nook, a nap nook where yeah. I could rest by myself if I needed just like alone sleep. Yes. Well, it's funny, like living in a small space with a partner. I mean, I've I've lived with Jeff for it's going to be four years pretty soon. And wow. it's and we live in a 700 less than that, slightly square foot apartment. Um you have to be really communicative. I feel like we have to be more communicative and clear about our boundaries. Like we, I have to be like, I would like to use the TV tonight to watch something that I know you're not interested in. And I would like you to go in the bedroom and they can be like, great. And then like tomorrow, maybe I'll do, like, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to decide like, when are we spending time together and when are we not? Like, it's not easy for one of us to fade into the background in a, t- in two rooms. So even when we always definitely like, recorded at your apartment, like we were like, totally. <laughs> yes, Back off. Go away. like it just, yeah, no, it's definitely, that's a great point about like, the the I'm I'm like good advice because living in my apartment in LA for the past you know month and a half was tight because it was to my roommate me and date 13 but yeah it just I feel like we were fighting in a way that I was like this is about really little stuff and yeah yeah it's true because it's like I need totally. space right now. Yeah. like I just I'm having a bad day it has nothing to do with you but I'm going yeah. to be grumpy I need to go watch TV totally alone. Well, that's always the biggest like thing I tell people, whatever, right? Like the biggest thing I learned moving in with someone or like I tell people who are about to move in. It's like it's weird to, to go from like every time you hang out, you're choosing to hang out together to like 
sometimes you have to choose to not hang out together. Like sometimes it'll be a Wednesday night and you don't want to hang out with anyone Mm -hmm. and you have to be like, I'm going to go watch TV alone. And like, you're not really invited or like whatever it is. Or like, I don't really feel like talking right now. Like things like that, you know? And then the opposite end, like sometimes you have to choose to hang out together. Like totally adjacent. And honestly, yes, make things special. I feel like this, you know, with many okay sorry I'm just thinking through all the COVID situations I think some people are like spending more time at each other's places early in dating or like at after breaking up almost because of everything going on in the world right now so but all of these situations as much as more much more dramatic they are than when two people choose to live together um totally and move in fully I think even if you're just spending more time at each other's places or even if you are a person who's not in a relationship living with a roommate it's especially with COVID. I'm sorry. I'm having like a moment, even though I've, I'm a broken record. Communication. It's everything. It feels uncomfortable for two seconds. But like, hey, my boundary is this. And it can – you. someone could take it personally, even with COVID. Like my boundary is you can't come to my house because I don't trust where you've been going. But yeah, we have to all like – and I am the most sensitive, defensive monster, Scorpio. So for me, I'm easily offended by things like, oh, you know, he doesn't want to spend time with me right now, I would get very offended. But I think it's really important for us all to kind of give each other a pass and appreciate clear lines of communication. Like, totally. Very transparent. I need this from you right now. For, for with sure. Anyone. We're living Even with, visiting. It, totally. Even if it stings a little bit at first for the other person, I do think ultimately people respect you more. Really good point. Wow. Dee, 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 dee. I love Reddit anyway, chips. We, I'm glad we Oh my God, I love Reddit Eliza. chips. We'll bring more back. The, and also, if you are bored, if you're tired, tired of your usual, usual social media, like just Google Reddit relationships and play around in that subreddit. It's really fun. Yeah. And um, there's a Twitter account too that pulls them. If yeah. You're a Twitter yeah. person. I th- those are like two platforms that I feel like not a lot of people use. This, Completely. This podcast probably, but. Yeah, it's God, good. Reddit, I can lose hours on there. Um, we have been uh, going for yeah. so, so long. So let's say goodbye for tonight. However, we'll be back next week with more dating content. It will be juicy and hopefully have a cool guest, I think. Yeah, we It's think. too we early think. to say, but I think TV. it'll be cool and interesting. And, and we will see you then. Go on a date. Oh, no, don't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We forgot. Go on a date. Don't go on a date. Go love yourself. (laughs) Love yourself. (laughs) 